Welcome to MoCo's Most Famous. My name is Joe Yashroff. I'm the Director of Content and Montgomery Community Media. Our very special guest today is Curtis Pride, legendary athlete from Kennedy High School, who uh, this week will be inducted into the Montgomery County Sports Hall of Fame, very deservedly so and, and long overdue. Um, and, and I'll have to say uh, that uh, for full disclosure, I'm a member of, of the Montgomery County uh, Sports Hall of Fame board. Uh, we are very happy and honored uh, to have you as part of the Hall of Fame. What was your reaction when, uh, when you heard that you were being inducted, Curtis? Oh, it was just a tremendous surprise. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be recognized for my achievement. And I'm um, just honored to be inducted into the Hall of Fame with the, life, with the other uh, people who have been inducted already in the past, like Dominique Dawes, Bruce Moran, those guys. And it's just the honor to be a part of the Hall of Fame. Sure. And there's so, so many people in Montgomery County that, that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. So one of our challenges is we, we started very late. Last year was the first time you mentioned Dominique Dawes and Katie Ledecky got, got in and Walter Johnson and, the, and uh, Bob Malloy, Sean Springs, uh, Bruce Murray. Um, there's, there's, there's literally hundreds of people that are so deserving and you can't get them all every year. So we're, we're happy that, that, that you're in and uh, we're, we're looking forward to uh, the, um, the gala this Sunday. I know you recorded something for it. Uh, it's being done virtually. Yeah. Um, what you did in high school was, I mean, you're not the first ever three sports star, but uh, you dominated in three sports. And I, I want you to not be too modest for us, okay? So baseball, soccer, and basketball. Um, which do you consider, and you were dominant in all three in high school, which did you consider at the time your best sport? I'll probably say soccer. Soccer has always been my best sport, and um, it just came natural for me. Um, I just, because of my speed, I was able to utilize my speed on the field, my, you know, my, the whole field awareness, and, and I've, I've always been a strong finisher with the heavy neck for scoring goals, and it just came easily for me. And, um, but baseball, it is the sport that I have the most passion for, and it's always been my dream to play professional baseball. And it was more of a challenge for me because it's not easy hitting a 95 mile per hour fastball. That's true. Uh, very, well, I can't speak from experience, but, but from what, what I've heard and what I've seen, the, that's definitely true. Um, so you're telling me that soccer was your best sport, even though you ended up being in Major League Baseball for over 10 years with six teams. So you were better in soccer in high school uh, than baseball. That, that, that's, that's amazing. Uh, and then you also played basketball. Now, did you choose soccer over football? Was football ever a consideration for you? Well, no, Gloria, I played one year of flag football. And I was the MVP of the league, and I had so much fun. And then I got, and then my father realized that I was, uh, I think I was 10 at the time, and my father realized that I was a future in baseball. So he wanted me to focus on playing soccer, then football. This is kind of put Ben from getting hurt. And because mm -hmm. he wanted to, you know, because he see all these people getting hurt, mess up their knees, and get a concussion, so he felt that baseball would probably be my best uh, opportunity to play professional baseball. Mm -hmm. So when you, you went to college at William & Mary in Williamsburg, yeah. and then you continued to play all three sports at William, uh, William & Mary, right? 
No, no, I, I, I had a full scholarship, full basketball scholarships to play basketball only. And I did play soccer for one semester though in the spring. Okay. And, uh, but I just played basketball for the whole four years. Did you want to play three sports or uh, was, was that, would that have been possible? To, to also well, play baseball, my I really basketball, Well, my basketball coach did not want me to play soccer. He mm. rather had me focused on baseball because I had a full scholarship because I was already playing professional baseball at the same time because uh, when I got drafted out of high school, my dad negotiated a contract with the Mets that they allowed me to go to college full-time on a basketball scholarship and still be able to play baseball professionally over the summer, so I did that for four and a half years until I graduated from college, and then was able to play professional baseball full time. Was that your Was that your dream to be a major league baseball player? And if so, what, at what point did it become your dream? Yes, yes. Now, I mean, now I've always wanted to play professional baseball since I was six six years old, and now I remember, I remember my first. T-ball game that I was playing and my first day back, I hit the ball deep and I was so excited there were men on bases and I ran so fast and I overran the base runner because I was so excited I actually overran the base runner. I didn't know what was going on because I didn't know the rules at the time and uh, everybody's like, no, 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 go back, go back. And uh, but now it was just an exciting moment and that's why I decided to that I want to play professional baseball. And then you had a, a long career, uh, six different teams. Um, what would you say was your greatest moment? I think I know the answer, but I'll let you answer. What was your greatest moment if you had to pick one from your major league career? I was thinking my first major league hit hmm. because it was during the penny race and we were playing against the Phillies. We were down by three runs going to 630, I believe, and I was called upon to pitch hit. We had men on first and second, and I saw the first pitch he hit a two-run double of Bobby Thigpen. And, um, and I thought I was standing on second base, and the fans were crazy. They were giving me a standing ovation, five-minute standing ovation, and it was just a very emotional experience for me. Not to stand on second, watching the fan. It was so loud because it was in a dome, and you could feel I actually felt the vibration. Oh, my gosh. And I remember uh, my third base coach called me over. He pointed it to my home in. Now I'm thinking, one, so I took my helmet off. I was looking, I thought there was something on my helmet. I said, no, no. He raised my arm. He wanted me to tip, tip my helmet to acknowledge the crown. And, uh, but it was, it was a very emotional experience. Now, this is when you were with the Expos or the Braves? Yes. With the Expos, Montreal Expos. Yes. Okay. Uh, sounds like you'll never forget that moment as long as you live the, the way you just described it. Uh, you gave me chills. Uh, you, you, it was like that I was there. Um, okay, so I wanted to ask you who, um, so you, having played with, with six teams and over that many years, uh, who was the best baseball player that you played with or against? Wow. No one, I actually, if I can remember, I actually played with uh, the, 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 the,
You were thinking hard, Curtis. I asked you, I asked you to play with eight Hall of Famers. No, I'm sorry, 10, 10 Hall of Famers. Okay. With my teammates. And I mean, I played with Derry Cheater. Derry Cheater, it was just a uh, classy guy. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the utmost, no, I have the utmost respect for Derry because of his professionalism mm -hmm. and how do you carry himself and how do you communicate with the team and Vladdy, he just does a Vladdy Guerrero, he's just mm -hmm. a natural talent on me and Shepard Jones, he's just one of the best Twitch hitter. Shepard Jones, yeah, he was unbelievable. 20 years with one team with Atlanta. Yes, yes, there was uh, 98, I played with the Maddox, I got to see those guys up front, especially Gray Maddox, Sean Smooth, Tom Glavin. Yeah. And it was just unbelievable talent. Let me ask you about Maddox. I mean, he, he was an artist he, more than a pitcher. I mean, you look at him and it didn't look like he, I mean, he didn't throw hard, but no. it was different arm angle, different, everything was different. What, what made him so great? He, he, he got pinpoint control, and he has the ability to move the ball any way he wants you. I mean, he's got a good thing, good, good stage. Um, it's just, he has a little bit of a, um, a, little bit of a, a cutter, a little bit of a, a secret, and, and it's just amazing because um, you don't know what's coming. It's somehow when he throws it, the ball just moves at the last second, and then it just throws the head off balance. Yeah. That's what made him so good. Now, you, you became the first uh, deaf uh, player in the majors in almost 50 years when, when you made your debut. Um, obviously, people ask you about it, and you talk about it a lot for obvious reasons. How important is that to you, the kind of the history that you made and the inspiration that I imagine you gave lots of people? Well, it was very important to me because, you know, growing up, I never had a deaf role model. And now... You know, during the modern lease, and people started to recognize me in the modern lease. And but because I began a lot of uh, uh, PI from um, um, interviews and stuff, and people started to know more about me. And and they kept telling me that I was the role model for the children, or for, for these people. And I started to realize that, wow, these people are really for me to get the business because there has been a death farm. It makes things a long time. And so, so I took that. Um, I embraced that role as a role model because I wanted to inspire other people, no matter what kind of disabilities they have, they can to achieve their dream if they want to. It's as long as they set their mind to the work hard, believe in themselves, and not allow other people to play the limitations on them, because mm -hmm. they know what they're capable of doing. Sure. And that was the message that I came, that I, you know, compared to, to, um, to other people, especially children with disabilities. Mm -hmm. How, did you consider it a disadvantage yourself, and how did that manifest itself? How was it a disadvantage if it if you considered it a disadvantage? Well, over time, um, did you consider being deaf a disadvantage athletically, and and if so, how was it a disadvantage for you? Disadvantage, disadvantage. 
yeah. or if that is wrong. I would, I would consider, I would not, I do not consider my definite uh, disadvantage in terms of, you know, uh, playing on the field or on the court because it allows me to focus more. It allows me to not uh, more of like block out the distraction, not be able to hear the crowd booing me mm -hmm. or, uh, um, but it allows me to have a pinpoint focus on the view and it forces me use my, uh, my vision and be able to be aware of what's going on at all times. And, and I'm able to pick up a little tendency that other firms, that other hearing firms take for granted mm -hmm. that they really think about it because they rely on the hearing most of the time. For me, I see a lot of little things that hearing people don't realize that dirty important that you can give them the advantage on the view. So you're saying in a sense that not only was it not a disadvantage, it was actually an advantage uh, or you used yes. it as an advantage. That, that's, that's yes. really interesting. The only, the only disadvantage I would say is the communication because yeah. Obviously, I couldn't hear what they're saying if we're so far apart, so fun. We walk around it, so we've never had a problem communicating. Other ways we could learn to communicate to be non-verbal communication. Now, you, are, you have been the, uh, the baseball coach at Gallaudet University in D.C. for several years now. Um, what, Twelve what, years, actually. How many years? Twelve. Twelve years. That's a long time to be a... a Time got like that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, uh, you must be proud of, of that fact that it, uh, it's for obvious reasons, it's, it's the perfect place. But w what's that experience been like coaching at Gallaudet for 12 years? Yeah, it's been a great experience. I'm, you know, actually, I never knew sign language until I became the coach at Gallaudet. Hmm. And I had never been around so many deaf people in my life before growing up. And now I get to experience the deaf culture experience, how they all communicated some, and it was just, it was just a learning experience for me. And um, but you no, know, it's stuff that I really enjoyed because especially, especially being a role model to my baseball friends, teaching them mm -hmm. life skills, and um, because I know what they're going through because I've gone through them myself, so I kind of guide them, teach them how to deal with different situations on and off the field. And, and you said that you didn't have a, a role model, a deaf role model when you were growing up. So now you're giving, obviously, these, these, young, these young men uh, a role model. Uh, so that, that has to be very meaningful to you. Yes, yes, because, I mean, like I said, I never had a deaf role model before growing up. So, but... I do have more models because my parents were my biggest role models. Yeah. And um, uh, because they, they dressed the importance of believing myself, not allowing other people to tell me what I can or cannot do. So that's the message I try to do, get across to my baseball friends at Gallaudet. Curtis, you're involved, uh, you have the Together with Pride Foundation. Can you tell us uh, a little about that and uh, your involvement and what, what that does? Okay, but right now, my study is not active. It's been, because I, uh, it, it hasn't been active for the last 12 years since I became the head coach at Gallagher. 
because we had to shift our focus towards John Kiss, both my kids, because they both have hearing disability. My daughter has um, cochlear implants, and my son has um, his death in one year, but he has normal hearing this year. So we want to focus more on them, making sure they have the best resources, you know, best environment. And um, uh, because of my son, the gallagher that travels so much, and that we, we have to put on foundation on hold temporarily too. You were appointed the Major League uh, Baseball's uh, Ambassador of Inclusion. Is that something you're still doing? Is Are you still active doing that? Yes, yes, I'm, I'm still working with Major League Baseball as the Ambassador for Inclusion. This, this is my uh, fifth year, and uh, my primary responsibility is to work with Major League Baseball and all 30 teams to help them, to guide them, provide resources, and help you improve the accessibilities and inclusion for people with disabilities and all levels of baseball, whether it be a modern league, major league, uh, community relations, front office, uh, stadium, making sure the stadium is fully accessible, and that's stuff that I really enjoyed. And we have made a lot of progress in the last four years, and I'm happy to see that major league baseball is starting to um, uh, becoming more and more accommodated to people with disabilities. Can you share, is there one story, one letter, it could have been any time in, in your career, in your life, that really meant the most to you <coughs> when you touch somebody's life and, and they express that to you, that, that you think about a lot? Is there one? Yeah, there's one letter that always, always touched my heart. It was actually, one of my first uh, band letters, and I was playing in Case Point, Tennessee, rookie ball, back in 88, uh, back, I'm sorry, back in 87, mm-hmm. and there was this little girl, she wrote a letter to me telling me how she was so scared to play t-ball because she was lingering blind, mm. and she couldn't see because she, she used to go off the game with her mom, and but she couldn't see the field, and so her mom would be like in, um, uh, like a trouble with lady, what's going on on the field. So just like a radio play by play for her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the fact that she was inspired, I was playing mm-hmm. baseball with my hearing disability, that kind of encouraged her to try play t-ball, even though she was thinking of mine. And so one day she came out and tried playing uh, t-ball and she fell in love with him, and she was so inspired about him, and, and she developed a lot of confidence in herself, and mm-hmm. that, that was a letter that really touched me the most. That's great. That's over 30 years ago. So I want to explain to folks who are watching this. So you, am I right in saying that you're 95% deaf? Yes. In art, so you're reading my lips right now, correct? Yes. So yes. You, you cannot hear me, or you hear me a little bit? I can hear you a little bit. Okay. Okay. I can hear a little bit, but I rely on lip reading mostly. Okay. Um, all right. So I want to talk about uh, major, uh, the major leagues. Uh, are you still, do you still follow the major leagues? Are you watching all the playoffs? How, how into baseball are you now? Uh, I know you have a lot of responsibilities as a coach, as, as a husband, father, and, and everything that you do, but uh, do, do you spend some time watching some baseball? 
Uh, so to be honest with you, I haven't been watching baseball much this year. Okay. I've been so busy doing other things. Now I've been so busy now being uh, active with my kids because I'm actually coaching my son's baseball, little league travel baseball team. Uh-huh. And I've helped my daughter with basketball, yeah. high school basketball. So I've been so busy. Now uh-huh. spending more time with my family. Sure. Well, I mean, you, you, it's not too late, Curtis. Uh, the World Series hasn't started. We're still in the championship series, so you still have time uh, to, uh, to catch some World Series games uh, in, in a week or two. Um, who is the best player? I want you to pick one for me. The best player that you've ever seen, I guess it could have been played against, but if you have to pick one baseball player that you've played against, seen, who, who would that be? Name one best player I've played against, what best baseball player? That I've seen or let's do let's do both. The the first one is the best one that you played with or against, pick one, and then the best that you the best of all time. Uh okay. The best player I've ever played with. That's tough. I mean (laughs) putting you on the spot uh, here. (laughs) Um wow. Should I name a couple? Okay. All right. We'll let you do a couple. Uh, I, I would say Vladdy Guerrero. Yep. And Darius Cheater. Okay. Because he's been a model of consistency. Yeah. I mean, he's been consistently hitting three, over 300. The way he plays the game, he's consistently played all out, as always. Yeah. And Vladdy is just a natural, natural talent. I mean, he's just a pure hitter. The best, greatest player of all time. There's so many clients. I mean, there's so many greatest clients of all time. And I probably would say right now, maybe Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. He's... Yeah, I mean, he got it's a complete package. He got the speed, power. He got their arm. It's just it's basically a five-tool guy. Yeah. And more, more importantly, he's just a, uh, a very down-to-earth uh-huh. guy. Very classy guy. He's not. He's not, he's, not a, he's not a me, me, look at me guy, which is which is great because nowadays right. a lot right. of. Uh, right. The one thing I feel bad about Trot is he has not been on a winning team, and I don't know if you can blame him or blame the management for not getting enough. But it would be really great to see him have an opportunity to to win a World Series. You know, is the greatest, but because he plays on the West Coast. Because he's not in the playoffs a lot, some people don't know that. So it'd be great to have him have a chance. Um, what uh, uh, are you an NBA fan? Uh, did you watch LeBron uh, win uh, oh, yes. Sunday night? I'm a big, I'm a big Lakers fan. Okay. And uh, I was, I was so happy the Lakers won. No, I, I've been a diehard Lakers fan. Did assist Messi Johnson because Messi Johnson has always been my favorite player. And I was so happy to make with one decision, especially what happened to Kobe Bryant and his daughter. And yeah. I think it was a uh, beautiful tribute to honor, you no know, Kobe and Gianni, yeah, you no know, by winning the whole thing. Absolutely, absolutely, very emotional. And and LeBron, LeBron uh, proved his point. I don't know if uh, we can convince everybody that he's better than Jordan or as good as Jordan, but those are debates that people love to have. Do you have an opinion on Jordan versus? Uh, I, I know that you've met Michael Jordan. Uh, do you yeah, have an played, you, you played against him, right? Play against him. And I played basketball with him. Play against him in baseball because we both played in Fall in Arizona. 
in 93, I mean 94, and so I got to know him more personally, but I spent a lot of time with him. We played a lot of pickup basketball, and he's one of the most competitive athletes I ever see, whether it be shooting pool, or playing golf, or playing pickup basketball. It's just that, that man does not like to lose. And I, I, I can remember one pickup pick basketball game we were playing against each other, and my team beat his team, and he was so angry that his team lost. He literally kicked the basketball, and he hit the off the top, he hit the bounce off the rafter, and I was like, whoa, it's just a pickup game. But, but I, I, guess, I guess that's what made him Michael Jordan and, and as successful as he was, right? I'm sorry? I'm, I'm guessing that competitiveness is one of the, the main reasons that made him uh, oh, yes. possibly the greatest of all time. Why? Now I can see why. I can see why he's one of the greatest athletes of all time because he's very, he's a very uh, driven person. Mm hmm Okay, so now I'm guessing you're not going to say that you were a better basketball player than him, but can you say that you were a better baseball player than him? Who was a better baseball player? You or I'm guessing, well, you played in the majors. So, so are you even? And then will you have to play something to, to break the tie? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely am a better base. I would have to say I'm a better baseball player than Michael because I've you not know, playing for a long time. I mean, no question, Michael had the talent to play baseball because yeah. he didn't need more experience and stuff. Sure. And but Michael, no doubt, is a better basketball player than than me. So maybe you play soccer to break the tie, and then you would win. Then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe he, maybe he could surprise people. It might be better soccer player than people would think. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, all right. So I want to talk again about um, the, the Montgomery County Sports Hall of Fame, uh, the, the special honor that you're receiving this week. Uh, and you're getting in with, with some, some great folks, uh, Amy Wood, uh, who coached at uh, uh, BCC, Johnny Holiday, the longtime vo uh, voice at Maryland, um, some, some great folks. Uh, does it bring you back to growing up in Montgomery County? I know you sort of, you, I know you work in DC, but um, are you still, do you f still feel an attachment to Montgomery County where, where you went to school? Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, my parents still live in Montgomery County. My parents still live in, in uh, uh, Silver Spring. And I mean, I've got a lot of friends still living in Montgomery County. And I will always go back and visit my friends and my my parents and and I mean Montgomery County was it's just a uh, a wonderful place to grow up and uh, not to mention a lot of good athletes coming out of Montgomery County. Okay, greatest moment in Montgomery County in your any of the three sports? Is there one moment, whether it's winning a state title, scoring a goal, hitting a buzzer beater? That is there one moment in Montgomery County at Kennedy that that sticks out? I know you had a lot of great moments, but is there one that sticks out? Uh, wow. I'm taking you back, Curtis. I'm taking you back, aren't I? <laughs> uh, I think, Ashley, to be honest with you, that one movie that sticks out with me the most was probably my lowest point, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's losing the state championship with soccer. Wow. To Churchill, because we lost to Churchill in a double overtime. And we had beat Churchill twice during the regular season. 
and now everyone over me overwhelmingly favors to win and we lost uh David got after wow. and that was one moment that I would never ever forget. Wow. We we were literally the best. We had the best soccer team in Monkey County. Probably one of the best team in the county. I mean, the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had my three years in playing uh, varsity soccer at Kennedy. We had never lost a regular season game. Wow! Until we got to the playoff, and we we lost to Rockville. Mm -hmm. My junior year, and we beat Rockford twice in the mm -hmm. regular season, and Rockford beat us in overtime in the state semifinal. And then my senior year, we beat Churchill twice in the regular season, and they beat us in the yeah, fine. Well, I think one of the greatest moments of my life was uh, I don't know, it's just, I think, it's just that, I think it was my student year. We had the greatest soccer team, probably one of the greatest soccer team ever. And we beat Sherwood. It was one of the most physical games ever. Mm -hmm. And we, I, I think we got to, I think we had 11 yellow card, a red card. It had wow. one game, I think, maybe seven, and it was very physical. And I think it was double overtime. And we beat Sherwin, uh, these two to win. And after the game, we was so exhausted. I literally had cramps all over my body. Hmm. And it was just a very hard fought game. But yeah. I was so happy that we won the game. Yeah. But it's, it's amazing that you, it's actually not amazing that you brought up that loss, the crushing loss, because you ask any great coach, any great player, the bitter losses stay with you longer than the great wins, which is amazing. I guess that's human nature. But uh, that if I ask you like one moment, that, that crushing loss was the one that you thought of first. Yeah. Like, I believe guess or not, Go ahead. believe or not, I still think about it. If you want to want to cheat this, that believe or not, I do. I do really. I could get that off. I could get it out of my mind. Oh, believe right. it or not, I mean, I mean, one of my closest friends yeah. every year on November seventeenth, he would send me a test. That was the day that we lost the state championship. Every year we kind of rehash it, and <laughs> it, that's it's amazing. Part of the yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's funny though, the guy that scored the winning goal, he beat us in the championship. Yeah. He and I and him going to William and Mary together. <laughs> so and he, played soccer, he played soccer for William and Mary. It was uh, Steve Kakoulis. So you were reminded every single day. Seeing <laughs> yeah. him, him on campus reminding me every single time. Uh, hey, listen, Curtis, this has been fun. I really, really appreciate you taking the time out. And I really sincerely want to congratulate you for this great honor, getting into the Montgomery County Sports Hall of Fame. Very deserving, long overdue. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And, and that's the great Curtis Pride. What a great name, Pride, by the way. 
Uh, I, I want to thank Curtis and again, congratulations from everybody at the Montgomery County Sports Hall of Fame. This has been MoCo's Most Famous. I'm Joe Yashiroff and we will see you next time. Have a great day.